it did seem like there might have been a missing scene or two that got cut. I don't know about that. I don't think that's true. <laughs> but, um... Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Abby. And I'm Paul. And welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 4, The Naked Time. Guys, I think this episode is really important because it is a great example of what not to do with COVID-19. Am I right? No, that's true. Yeah, I do have notes <laughs> on that. They yeah, do this not, guy. They do this... not quarantine very well. No, 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 no. She's talking about the hazmat suit, I think. Oh, the hazmat suit? Yeah, that. What? I have so many Don't questions. Questions. <laughs> no, so many questions. Don't you have questions? No. No, I think six months ago, I would have had more questions. But the number of people I see out with, like, masks below their nose or, like, touching their masks or, or like, just doing on all this chin. sort of dumb stuff that, like, oh, cool, like, you, you're doing things that make every other thing you're doing completely useless is this guy, right? This guy is, He's, he is out there. It's, he is um, most people. And also, to be fair, is a terrible design for a hazmat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just right up in there. I was just, like, the whole time, like, when they first got there, I'm like, are they wearing those for the cold or for contamination? <laughs> Let's say those are awesome sparkly hazmat suits. They are. Do you want to know a secret? They yes. are made out of shower curtains. Okay. <laughs> I love Star Trek so much. I want those shower curtains, I guess. <laughs> I want the hazmat suit to teach in. It will be very effective. Except for the, again, Except the gaping for... opening yeah. underneath. No, 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 no. It did yeah, not he takes make... off his gloves too, right? Like, yeah. boy. So, well, like, and I was just like, why can't you just kind of press on the face to like at least or why get the like can't itch you or whatever, just or... wait five minutes, right? Until you're like, back on the ship. You're wearing a hazmat suit for a reason, obviously. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you should not touch your skin until you've been yeah. decontaminated. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the fact that they're down there with hazmat suits means that you should keep it intact. Like, hazmat 101. Seriously. Don't, don't somehow reach into the suit. Agree. Don't touch bare your face. Hand. Use your gloves. Viruses are contagious, people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he takes the, the glove off, but that's not even the, yeah, that's not even the problem, right? No. <laughs> His I mean, bare hand is yeah. barely the, the problem. The first problem is the design of the hazmat suit that doesn't have the <laughs> yeah. hood connected to the rest of it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> you know those hazmat suits are powerful because they're sparkly. It's yeah, true. true. You know, true. if they are out. worn correctly, they are very protective because they sparkle. Therefore, in Star Trek, we know sparkle means power. It does. Although, probably not going to be too high on the list at the end. Not to, you know, jump. But... Yeah, well. Not to spoiler. Yeah. Um, it is also, I have so many different notes throughout the episode of how it is, uh, what, what vector of transmission it is. Because it seems like early yeah, it on, it's, not it's about blood. Like the first few transmissions are all, I'm like, oh, is this like um, transmitted via blood? Well, it was um, that red liquid initially, right? Yeah, well, that was blood, I think. It was someone was who it? died. And I think that was supposed to be the story of it. Oh, I right? thought it was just like 
the virus itself Although, was like red, like thermometer, like mercury or whatever. Well, because yeah, I mean, blood would not have still been liquid at that, right? It was very clear. Also, yeah. great set. I really love this frozen set. Yeah, that I did too. Um, but the time it would take for that set to get that frozen, like they're all frozen. Their blood is frozen. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, they're which is kind of why I was thinking it was mercury. What I don't know, or like something like like that. I mean, there are elements that are, well, but again, this is, yeah, I mean, there, there's, I don't know exactly which ones, but there would be elements that would be liquid at this temp, presumably. Um, but not that that's in the human body, right? No. 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 And that's unclear. No. Well, and then later, yeah, is it hand-to-hand contact? That seems well, to be what it is. Yeah. Eventually they like say skin it's perspiration. But yeah. Like, it, I mean, skin-to-skin contact works, it seems. Like, anytime anybody touches anybody else, they get well, infected. Sulu talks very early on, um, right, that he's, like, he, I think he says something about, like, his hands are clammy, right? Yeah. That he's sweating a lot. Um, so, at, at least that would be consistent with that, that, that your hands have sweat on them, and then you touch someone else. But... Oh, oh yeah. And um, I... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, well, and I have a note here about that, that they, like, went over the top with the sweat on all the actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they were super sprayed down. So, like, what? that checks out that maybe they were trying to play that well, up. Sulu also said, yeah, early on, like, he was getting warm, right? Um, yeah. Very early. So, but, I mean, if it's water-based, right, your, your skin is, is uh, your first line of defense against lots and lots of things. Like, our skin is very, very good at keeping lots of things uh, out of our bodies. Um, water chief among them. So if this is a water-borne pathogen, um, unless you have a cut on your skin or something, like it's just going to sit on your skin. Um, there's very few things that are skin permeable, uh, which is... But that I mean, red mercury apparently was. Yeah. Boy, is <laughs> mercury skin permeable? Maybe. Um, Listeners, if you know the answer to that... I don't Please think it, email us. I don't think mercury is skin permeable because I know that like back in like the fifties and sixties they would play with mer- kids would play with mercury yeah. like, in science class. Like it was a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think it's skin permeable. But yeah. didn't they that make them sick? Well, because it also it could, it, yes. you could inhale but, the vapor pretty easily. Oh, so maybe it was from inhalation. Understanding. Um yeah, also, we're on Mercury for some reason, but there's no indication that this is Mercury. It's just because Chelsea also, said Mercury, it looks like Mercury. <laughs> also, Mercury is not red. Yeah, it, it is, is not. Silver. It is silver. No, they um, just make it red for thermometers. I know that. Oh, oh, there's no Mercury in standard bulb thermometers these not days. Not anymore. No, no, not anymore, but when we were young, there was. Uh, not when we were young, no. no. <laughs> Uh, I broke. They, I I had we had a re, we had an old thermometer and it was glass <laughs> and I broke it and everyone was like that's mercury. Or maybe they yeah. just thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> that actually could be too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have had to been a very old thermometer. And yeah. there's lots of better <laughs> compounds to put in there that also mm, that aren't as dangerous. Um, but yeah, so they also don't dwell on what this thing is much. No, they don't. McCoy it says it has to be a bacteria, though, right? Like it has to be. Uh, right? I mean... Well, it could be a virus. No, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Because of the way it's transmitted. Like the because he gets it through that whatever melted blood thing. The virus thing doesn't make sense to me. It has to be like a bacteria. 
Well, viruses can I mean, be translated be through. through, okay. um, through I don't think there's that's enough. That's like COVID-19. There's not enough information, I think, to call it either way, right? Probably not. No, and I mean, it could be something else. It could have been space blah, 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 right? I mean, it was. It always is. But <laughs> I just, I really liked that it made everybody very Lady Macbeth. Like, it was all yeah, out, sure. out damn spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rattlesnake really sound. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the rattle. Oh boy, that was a good sound. Um, it, it was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they go into it much at all. They just say we have a serum now, and then he starts injecting people with it. Uh, thank you, McCoy, for once again saving the day. That's all. Yeah, he doesn't do it job. well. <laughs> but he did, but, he eventually gets the cure and rips Kirk's shirt to inject no it in him. Reason. Yeah, boy, let's toss out there. <laughs> that yeah, I was like, wow, okay, that happened for no reason. None at all. Um, but <laughs> they also do travel through time uh, at the very end. Um, which uh, yeah, we can talk about but, that later. But the, I mean, there's two bingo squares right there. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, let's let's start with the beginning because I know we ask this every other week, but how many scientific outposts are there? So enough. many. <laughs> well, what's his name? Um, oh boy. One who, uh, the first one to die. Well, he's the only one who dies, I think. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, I don't know his it? name either. What is his name? Because <laughs> he's not that, he's a red shirt, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's probably shirt. in the transcript. No, his name comes up a bunch, doesn't it? No, it's the other, it's the yellow shirt. Tormelin. Shirts, the... Joe Tormelin. There we go. Joe, Tormelin. they call him Joe a bunch. They call him Joe a lot. Um, his whole, his whole, um, monologue realistically about like we shouldn't be in space like we spread out across the stars and like this isn't where we are i thought that was a good um and it is very much about like you know not i guess exactly but you could tie to all these science outposts they have science outposts everywhere and they're just spreading throughout the galaxy Um, they really do also why are they staying on the planet until the moment it's about to disintegrate um yeah, Science I do have a note. Um, they, <laughs> it's uh, like within the hour, it's disintegrating, and they're like, ah, should we get them off now? They have like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Abby, that was my thought, is it had to be something science, you know? Science. <laughs> Where, um, yeah, science. Some science reasons, fine. Well, because <laughs> I did have that question early on, that they were going to the, uh, to the science outpost, were they evacuating the outpost? Was that the thing? I think they, they were. were. Yeah, I think that was the original plan. But then when they got there, everyone was dead. So they were like, yeah. well, I guess we're not evacuating anybody. And they don't but take they the bodies. S- they stay in orbit, right? They stay in like a super low orbit. Because they yeah. decide they're going to complete the mission, which is to observe the planet's disintegration. Yeah. So the question is why they have to be in like, such you a know, low synchronous such orbit. a low yeah. orbit. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're, you know, at, at like, you know, maybe the level of the ISS or something, like pretty low orbit. Um, and the question is, like, if all they're observing is a planet, why not put themselves in a much higher orbit? Or, or frankly, like, yeah, put themselves at, like, a Lagrange point or something, a semi, a much stabler orbit that you're still close enough to the planet that you could be watching observing it, but power down the engines. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just sit there. But, it doesn't make sense. It's, I don't know. Maybe I, they want to orbit it in a way such that they're, they're orbiting it very fast. Let's toss that yes, out there, Yes, that also is true. I noticed that several times where I was like, how fast are they going around this planet? They didn't That's say how the big the planet is. Version. So, 
it could be oh yeah that's a good question i don't know how how much it was in the the original but i can't um, imagine they were able to to do it that clearly in the original no but they could still make it go fast mm, right mm, that's true and they don't talk about how big the planet is it could be a pretty small planet and so it's not a huge thing but i will but say I after oh after they beam up at, from that planet guys those decontamination lights pretty snazzy why aren't they, they doing that all the time also yeah good question <laughs> <laughs> Good it does question. seem like a thing they should do on a regular basis. Or... Like, they bleam up from, like, strange... Like, if that's the only way to decontaminate, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that should happen, but, yeah. So when Joe, like, starts freaking out, and he goes to, the like, the break room, and he's just chilling, and then he has his freak out, <laughs> and Sulu and Riley are there, and he starts threatening them with a butter knife which yep. <laughs> I really enjoyed personally how everyone else in the break room just kind of sat there and watched instead yeah, of nothing. Boy. nobody wanted to help out on that one they were just like you know nobody. what this is too much and I don't want to get involved so I'm going to keep playing my weird 3D checkers and just going to sit over here and let Sulu and Riley handle it yeah yeah <laughs> I that was also that was bad. I know they have a lot of bad blood, but that blood the shirt wasn't even ripped. Like no, after was, he got stabbed. Was, yeah, the uh, that was some not even good stage blood. I've seen some good stage no. blood in my time, and that was like raspberry jam or something. Yeah, it wasn't even ketchup, right? It wasn't it even wasn't ketchup. Even ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I don't know what it was, but it did not look correct. Uh, yeah, and then and then what? So he just dies because he doesn't want to live anymore. It's another. God, so, McCoy isn't a great doctor. Yeah, McCoy is not a great doctor. <laughs> not particularly, no. Yeah, so he's he a has good like researcher. A butter knife wound. Yeah. Um. To like the rib, apparently. It seemed like it was you know abdomen, lower abdomen, but. But we wouldn't know because there was no rib shirt. Well, that's where the blood was, right? Right. 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 Um, <laughs> no raspberry jam. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think it's even worth talking about that McCoy scene, right? It's no, just like, not really. It's, uh, it's not. I just was one of those, like, so like, he just dies for reasons. Oh, well, I guess it is worth talking about the respirator. Uh, the respirator was amazing. Yeah. I, ha- I have a note. And also, um, all the sick bay props were amazing. The giant, I mean, amazing like, closing in that... gun? Yes. <laughs> sure what it, it looked like a very large soldering iron like like this is how we close wounds <laughs> it, he had he was handed like four things by nurse chapel they all looked like they were just like random household items spray painted and i loved and them all they definitely were that's how it works Ugh. i think the tension though throughout Wait, when when Joe gets really starts to get really sick and freaks out, and like the and even with the med bay scene, like mm-hmm. the tension gets ratcheted up pretty well. Like it it really does. I was kind of tense watching it. Like I know how this ends, and I'm still like, oh, this is a lot happening, and there's there's so many things, <laughs> and everybody is so like in in bad places. <laughs> it's very scary. Yeah, I had a question. Speaking of this kind of opening, a science corner question, Paul, you might be interested. Sure. Is was that when they're in the briefing room? Is that what a spectra analysis would look like? Just a regular camera shot? Almost certainly not. 
<laughs> I mean, in the truest sense, that is a spectral analysis. I mean, you're analyzing the visible light spectrum, but... Um, like what were they looking? Was was like some like thermal like light gonna or like some other light thing gonna come up? I, no, I mean they don't say what they're analyzing, but <laughs> there's maybe maybe is the right. It's one of those where they're like they're technically correct. The visible light spectrum is part of a spectrum that you could spectrally analyze, but it's disingenuous at best if that's what they were saying. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know what they were looking for, though, right? They they don't know what they were looking for. They never know what they were looking for. That's yeah, I true. still don't. I still don't really understand how they figured it out. I yeah, Corey's just like it was bones. He's amazing. Yeah, he just says like, "Here's a serum." It's so out of character. It did seem like there might have been a missing scene or two that got cut. I don't know about that. I don't think that's true. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Thanks. I do like Riley. So Riley throughout made me laugh. I know. Like I really enjoyed. I laughed out loud when he like blew the doors open. <laughs> when he was like walking into them and goes, <laughs> it just I don't know why, but it struck me so funny. And then when he like left Medbay, he kind of did like a hand gesture at them so that they would open. I'm like I'm like I do that sometimes just for fun. <laughs> automatic doors it's delightful i think riley was so delightful here because we had just seen him in conscious of the king yeah which is a later episode in which is so much later and so yeah you wouldn't have actually known riley if you'd been watching these in um production or viewing order right but because we've already had these like riley centric episodes i was like riley my buddy (laughs) and i really enjoy that his like main order was like double ice cream for everyone (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i can respect that (laughs) that seems like a great order riley let's do that (laughs) except for uhura (laughs) <laughs> she doesn't get ice cream. <laughs> yeah, Riley reverts back to like a 14-year-old kid. Uh, he really does, and it's it really entertained me. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, which made a good contrast for watching poor Christine Chapel. I, I suffer, as usual. <laughs> like... Oh man, that was rough. It was horrible to watch, and I hated every second of it because I like Nurse Chapel a lot, and they just are horrible to her throughout the series. (laughs) She does not get a break. Agreed. Upsetting. Ugh. Well, towards that beginning part, did you guys notice that Kirk used that narrating voiceover again? The captain's logs. No, he said like like yes, but he did it in a way where he gives the audience information that the crew doesn't have. He was like, unbeknownst to us right now, we've contracted like a deadly virus, bacteria, whatever it is, he says. I don't know I don't that I noticed that. because I I'm sure that happened. And ah. I'm also sure that I was just like, Yep, that seems like they're giving us information. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Seems correct. <laughs> uh, it stands out to me because he so rarely gives the information that we like we don't ha- or like yeah that they don't have yet. Yeah, it's not that unusual because mm. usually the captain's logs are like from the future. 
generally speaking. So I, I don't ever, I don't think I notice that very much because I think the info dumps from Captain Blogs are so regular. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Well, yeah. do we want to talk about Naked Sulu? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like one of the most iconic TOS scenes of sure, all time. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great. Like, it really is great. <laughs> just There's nothing so better. I love fencing Sulu so much. It's delightful. They do make a callback to Botany. <laughs> they did. They do. Uh, it's like they're trying to set up that Sulu has like a hobby of the week. <laughs> I mean, I think they're just still assuming that he's a botanist, right? And as, as a hobbyist botanist. But um, I like that callback. It was uh, nice. Yeah, with Riley. And Riley's yeah. like, you were trying to get me to do botany last week. Yep. <laughs> now it's fencing. Yep. No, I thought that was good setup. I th- yeah, there's a lot of good setup in this episode. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes no. me really happy. It was great. I, I, oh, Sulu. He, Sulu, Takei is great in this episode. He oh, really yeah. is. He's, it's so wonderful to watch him. He's delightful. His whole, I agree. like, Three Musketeers shtick <laughs> <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> there's a lot of good, there's just like a lot of good writing in this, too. A lot of, like, mm-hmm. lines that just inc- are kind of weird, but also just make the episode, right, that much more confusing and great um i have one written down here that when it's when riley and chapel are when R- R- riley wanders in a sick bay the first time um and is told that joe died um and then he says you know what joe's mistake was he wasn't born an irishman <laughs> <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> and then he just walks out he just yeah. <laughs> wanders away um but it's really painting that picture like it's such a bizarre line um yeah, but it really does, and you can see it in like Chapel's face too. She's like, "What? Like, what in the world is he talking <laughs> what is about?" Yeah, um, the confusion early on, especially, is really, really good. It's really well done because the things are just kind of like you're not yeah. quite sure what's happening, and it's like this doesn't seem normal, and the music is telling you definitely something is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, well, it's great. Even in the the Joe and Riley and Sulu scene in the um, break room or whatever. Right, they're yeah. showing that they're confused and surprised. Right, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, you're just you're just feeling down or something." And then he's like, "No, I'm, I'm gonna come at you with a knife." Yeah, uh, <laughs> a butter knife. Right, that they're taken taken by surprise just as much as the viewer, which works. Yeah, and then everybody else in the break room just kind of watching. So you know, they seem <laughs> yeah, vaguely <boy>. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Stop not acting. I like, <laughs> yeah, none of them are security. They're all on yeah. break, I guess. They're, They're on break. all on break. They don't want to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. I only get half an hour. Let me yeah. have my lunch. <laughs> oh. oh, no. That is true. Oh, my goodness. Okay, um, so let's go, let's go to Spock's breakdown, right? So, all right. Which is fantastic. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's Boy, so good. Nimoy. Nimoy is so... Did you know... They ran out of time on that day. He did that in one take. That's amazing. Leonard Nimoy, MVP forever. Like that is, it was, it's such a good scene. It's so distressing. He's so compelling in it. I just can't, I can't. Especially for so early in the series, 
Yeah. Wow, this is yeah. very early in the series. It's super so. early. I don't. I mean, it's episode four in airing order. I don't know what it was in production, but yeah, can't be can't be more than well. Like it's got to be the first eight because Rand's in it, right? Right. It was. Let's see. It looks like it was six in production. Seventh of seventh produced. Seventh. Yeah. So like it's yeah. super early, and like the characters are doing it pretty well. I do wonder when Kirk gets there and like finds Spock in his like existential crisis, like. Why does he think hitting him is the way to go? <laughs> you know, when your only tool's a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Everything looks like a nail. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I just was confused by it. Like, I understand Kirk being confused and, like, why is Spock having a breakdown? But at this point, like, everybody seems to be having a breakdown. He, you could have, Kirk could have been like, oh no, it's got to you too. But well, instead so... he's like, snap, out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great scene, though, frankly. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, well, he's desperate. Because, like, why does Kirk think he's going to get out of this? It's like, Spock can take you, man. I don't know. Oh, yeah, when Spock is... finally hits him back and he flies over the table. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you're like, his jaw's probably broken. <laughs> Not the way what? to go. <laughs> but then Kirk has his breakdown, which is also well, pretty good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he has some good acting too. I think, I think this is how Kirk would act, though. I think the idea is that Kirk comes into that room already infected, right? Is um, he? That's what I. Th- that's what I was wondering. I thought he got infected by Spock. Yeah, so, see, that's the trick, right? That's the question of. It seems like this sometimes takes a while for some people, and then some people either yeah. they walk into the room with it, or it happens to them instantly. Right. Um, like Nimoy got it instantly. Yeah, from yeah, Rand. Almost. From she touched Chapel, his hand. Uh, or, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she, yeah. Chapel touched his hand and then he would just like have it. Yeah, so. It took a it's, few minutes. But yeah. Like, I think yeah, it's, so it's, it's unclear how fast, but I think it's possible that Kirk either came into the room with it or, you know, <laughs> when he slapped Spock, you know, he got it there or whatever. Well, yeah, it doesn't. It's not clear. But I do like the when he is breaking down. But I do like his "never lose you, never" line. Like that's pretty. That's a pretty good line. I like it. Like he's talking to the Enterprise. Like it's a person. Like he usually does. Yeah. And it's yeah. just it's a really nice like kind of complete description of Kirk's character. Of like his first priority is always the ship, and it will always be the ship. Like it's it's. I will say the camera work also emphasizes both their little breakdown scenes, which I don't usually notice the camera work, as you know, but I did in this one. When um, Spock's crying at the table, did you guys notice the camera like completely panned all around him in a circle? Mm-hmm. And it like really emphasized like how alone he was yeah, and was like nice. his loneliness. And then kind of similar with Kirk when he like it's uh, it's him and Spock and, the sh- and he's like professing his love to the ship. It zooms in on him and the ship. And, like, him, like, touching, like, the side or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, it's, like, little art. <laughs> they did good. <laughs> no, there were good, there were good camera choices. There was this, it yeah, was I a good, it was a well-directed episode. Like, I'm in control of my emotions. Who did this one? Um, uh, Mark Daniels. Oh, okay. Cool. That doesn't, I mean, it's great. Guys, when Spock um, is breaking down, no, before he breaks down and that sign is painted on the wall, it's not like a sign, it's like paint or blood, and it says, love mankind. Is that like um, a reference to him? 
no that's a that's a good point i think they use that really well like because there's a guy wandering down the hallways laughing with a paintbrush right mm-hmm. yeah um, that they never he's like gone about. crazy yeah that's just like i think that's a great just addition no cost addition right just an extra that wanders down laughing but then you get all these this graffiti on uh, on the walls that people can find um I think it's done well. I, I hadn't thought about that spin on it, though, that that is directly to Spock's, like... Because a few times, yeah, it goes because he's Vulcan, he's directly, um, you know, kind of, like, contradicted and poked at in various episodes. And I was wondering if this was one of them, just a real subtle one. Because he looks at it, and then he kind of, like, sighs. <laughs> he, like, yeah. he, he does a full stop, and he looks at it, and he, like, sighs, and then he goes on. <laughs> I, I will say McCoy is needlessly mean to him at the the first. Uh, oh my god! I examination, love that. Right? What else <laughs> McCoy is always needlessly mean to him. Guys, sometimes sometimes you're going back and forth, and that time like Spock had done nothing. Like he just it's just a checkup after a mission. Yeah. <laughs> He's just making fun of his physiology for no reason. Yep. And once again, I know we say this like every third episode, but can he just open a book and look at what the readings are for a Vulcan? Or like, like get a notebook and just write down Vulcan blood equals green. <laughs> <laughs> like, like McCoy. Green equals Not normal. Iron base. Green good. I know. As like a zeo, xenobot, like a xenobiologist, he is not doing well consistently. I honestly believe, though, that he knows Vulcan physiology. Oh, yeah. I do too. He just doesn't, like, he wants to give spots. He's just being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's just their, their antagonistic relationship. That's just how they roll. Should we talk about. Boy, <laughs> this could be a shorter, long conversation. They <laughs> toss out maybe the mechanism for this. Well, okay, there's a few mechanisms for this. Um, but one of the things they do mention is that this is like uncovering hidden personality traits. I was wondering about that too. Which is, is that what this is? Well, no. I mean, no. That's, that's, <laughs> that's garbage talk. Um, but they also, I mean, they talk, talk about the fact, McCoy talks about the fact that this is essentially acting as uh, an inebriant, right? This is alcohol. Right. Um, and just inhibiting, or suppressing parts of the brain, essentially. Which would um, make more sense, I think. It made, Which, for me, it, it was like lowering inhibitions more than yes. anything. Like that was yeah. really the yeah. symptoms that, as far as I could tell. And that works for a lot of these people where Sulu's like, hey, you know what would be fun? Like going Let's to the go gym fence. and fence. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, and Riley's like, you got a job to do. And he's like, ah, whatever. Um, <laughs> Bye. Um, which, I'm going to do which, the worst sneak out of the bridge ever. Yeah. He exactly. gets away with uh, it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sort of disinhibition, right, is is symptomatic of a lot of different psychological disorders. Um, of, you know, not having the inhibition to stop yourself from doing the things that you're, you know... When Your you, impulses. Yeah. Um, so... That works, and I think it works for some characters better than others, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, Stulu may be among the best, to the extreme at least. But um, I do love the, another line from Spock that Spock says that Sulu is at heart a swashbuckler. Yes, <laughs> like, out of your 18th century. <laughs> They're really trying to build Sulu's character in these first five episodes. Like, yeah, and then to they be... just kind of forget. <laughs> 
Yeah, but they're building him to be a swashbuckling botanist. <laughs> hey, I so get behind true. that. That sounds awesome. No, it's, it does. Like, if they'd really just played into it a lot more, but. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. It's also the case that you could just apparently wander in the engineering and say, hey, the captain wants all of you up on the bridge <laughs> <laughs> and everyone leaves. And Scotty was like, that checks out. Yeah, yeah that's Let's fine. all go. Let's what evacuate. Is it, is it like somebody's they, birthday? They have a cake yeah. up on the bridge? Usually they go through the intercom and call us, but yeah, I mean, I guess they could send Riley. I don't need to follow fine. up on that, you know? Yeah, they could send what's Riley? Like an ensign? You could call the bridge. <laughs> hey. Captain, this seems weird. <laughs> also, why does it take 900 years to get into the world? Do they not have like a box knife somewhere on the <laughs> ship? Because that wall, that's all you need. You don't need that. Why are they even like, going through gun? the wall? The door is right there. Blow the door away. Right? <laughs> There's so many options. It's like you, you really can't open that door unless you go to the like the wiring. Like, I'm pretty sure you could just get that door open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a. It's not three foot thick steel. Oh, well, think about, well, actually, I was thinking that maybe that if there was any door that was three feet thick, the one to engineering would make but the most when sense. When they open right? it, it's, it's a standard. I, okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's made of some super hard alloy that we can't even imagine or know about. You can still pry it open. And you can't tell me, <laughs> you cannot tell me that there aren't like safety measures in place for yeah. when doors get stuck. Like, you can't tell me that's not true. Like, no, you're right. They should have a space crowbar at the very Yeah, it does, though. It does seem like having the whole ship controlled by one panel in engineering does work against them a lot. (laughs) Does work against them in a bunch of episodes. Who decided that that was a good idea? I do not understand. Like, I understand having multiple places on the ship where you can route control because if if like parts of the ship are on fire or what or you're infiltrated or whatever yes absolutely you should be able to control the ship from multiple places if you have the right codes but like right you should have codes it shouldn't seem like like, riley button 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 like what I will say though, Scotty is absolutely fantastic he this is the one where he actually says the laws of physics right yeah (laughs) <laughs> Which they then break later. So, um, I also thought I would have more trouble with Kirk's solution. Because um, Scotty's like, hey, we can't do this. And Kirk's like, well, what if we did this? What if we just blow it up? Um, well, blow it in. I know. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it seems like one of those off the wall. And like, well, why wouldn't somebody have tested this in controlled situations? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the more that they like play it out and it's like well i guess if this is as super risky as it is and you need a warp drive to do it like this is not something they would just test in a lab somewhere this is something that you would need to risk a ship blowing up which they're probably not going to do um so i i I think i i was more allowing of that than i kind of would normally be probably the fact that it allows them to go back in time Let's probably not even talk about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, wait. To be fair to that, this was supposed to be part one of a two-part episode. The second part of which was supposed to be tomorrow is yesterday. So they were. Yeah, see, that would have been be... that would have been wonderful. That would have yes, been wonderful. It would have made way more sense because yes, as it is, because they didn't make it a two-parter. But neither time, makes sense. The time travel doesn't. Yeah, they're just kind of like, well, 
we've got we've that in our pocket for later. And maybe someday, <laughs> eventually, we'll be able to control time travel. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved this as a two-parter. And we well, talked yeah. about that. We talked about that in tomorrow's. Yeah, we talked about tomorrow's. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it, they kind of use the same thing in Space Whales movie, right? I forget. No, that's the one. Don't they go around the sun? They do go around the sun, but that like they have to like overload the engines in like the same way. Is that how they do it? Yeah. I so mean... and so in this episode, when like they give each other shifty eyes, and Spock's or whoever's like, someday we'll be able to control time travel, and Kirk's like, yes, maybe someday we'll return to this again. Like shifty eyes, <laughs> and then space whales happens. I really. I mean, it yeah. is a great thing to have in their pocket. You know, it is. Um. Yeah, they do. I thought there was at least one other episode where they travel in time via this mechanism, but maybe it's just space whales. I don't know. Well, no, it doesn't matter. I could <laughs> see that if they got through the whole series and never used this, that some writer would be looking at it and be like, "Whoa, we never, we never used that. Like, we got to make a movie out of that one." Um, also, let's make it about whales. Presumably, a you know a three part movie essentially. Uh, two, three, four. Um, Those are my three favorites. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess if I was gonna, if you were looking at yeah, any two, three, three in a row, yeah, two, yeah. three, four is probably the best set of. They're really good. Three, because five's really bad. One's good. One's fine. But one is dated. Six is good. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't mind five as much nine, as other people do. Ten, not so great, but <laughs> yeah, actually, two, three. I would agree with you, Chelsea. That that's probably the two, best three, four. trilogy if you were gonna piece one out. Um, well, seven, eight, and nine. I will say, Sulu comes back as a swashbuckler. Wait, what? <laughs> Sulu definitely fences. I think it's seven, right? Seven is generations. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking in the TOS, so I'm thinking the first JJ Abrams. Oh, that's well. It's like one prime, but that would be eleven essentially. But um, yeah, the JJ Abrams ones are good. Well, like one of them is good. <laughs> <laughs> J.J. Abrams always gets one. Well, sometimes, but... Um, <laughs> Checks out. Sometimes. Um, but I like that that personality trait of Sulu's comes back. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's so iconic. You can't not have it. Like, it's... It really... This really is, I feel like, Sulu's most iconic one of the moments. episode. Yeah. And I guess it, it, is, is, it is TK's favorite, so... It is sad sense. that... It is sad that they... Um, Right, they're, they're building, again, we, we said this, but they're building so much character form now, and then later episodes, it just kind of, they never really he don't get a lot. Well, I think later on, they really decide to focus on Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, yeah, is, is kind of yeah. what happens, and everybody else becomes secondary. Yeah, so, that's true. And this is the only episode in TOS that the three primary fr- crew members are in the same episode. Like, it's Uhura, Chapel, and Rand, this is the only episode they are in together. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's either you know, two of them or one of them. Like, there's never all three. It's just this Well, one. right, the only person that's missing is Chekhov, right? It, it, yeah, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only regular? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say about the ladies. You know, there is the casual sexism. But other than that, Uhura gets to take, like, several of the stations. Yeah. Rand yeah. gets to take several of the stations. Yeah. Uh, Chapel's doing a lot until she becomes, like, crazy, like, a crazy person. She's Poor basically... Chapel. The assistant surgeon, right? Um, so it's not a bad episode for women overall, without all of the um, 
Oh, there's moments. Do any of them ever meet up, or are they always in different parts of the ship? They're usually in different parts of the ship, although Rand and Uhura do. They're both on the bridge, but I don't they're think they interact. But they're, yeah, not, although not they are at, um, at the helm together this episode for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, really? that okay. surprised me. Oh, because me. that's right. They have Rand take it. Yeah, down. when Rand takes it. Because, like, I mean, as a yeoman, you, you, like, you forget that she's also, like, a competent, like, graduate of Starfleet Academy, right? Right, and she'd be able to helm. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is an interesting episode for many reasons. But it's Maybe... better than I remember it being. Yeah, like, right? I, I watching it, I was just like, I remember this episode being sillier, but I think it might be because I have it kind of because it's supposed to be. Um, I have it a little bit mixed up with Naked Now. Yes, from, from TNG, uh, yeah, 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 from TNG, and that is such a ridiculous episode. <laughs> yes, I think it's worth. Maybe this is the point where we shift to talk about that a little bit, because um, that episode is, is not very good. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not a good episode. Um. Boy, is that not a good episode. What's, is that really season one? It's like well, the that is season fifth one. episode. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very, really very early. early in TNG. It is, it is really the third early. episode. Is that the one where uh, Data and yep. Yar? Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is a um, real messed up episode. It it's is not a, good. <laughs> very, very. Because they have references to that for like... 20 years. Yeah, they do. I, but well, I think that's cool. why I, I think Naked Time is not as good as I... It's better than I remember it being, because I think I do have it so entwined with Naked Now. Yeah, yeah. And it's one okay. of those where... Yeah. I think that the TOS... It's one of those rare ones where um, the TOS, I think, is a substantially better episode. Very much so, um, yeah. And the, the TNG one is essentially just a... A, a remake. Straight yeah. beat-to-beat remake. Yeah, because yeah. it's like Wesley who goes into engineering. Um it's the same sort of stuff. They um, have the same sort of things going on. They even lean in. So I like the the set, again, from the naked time, uh, the TOS. They talk about, like, the person frozen in the shower or whatever with all their clothes on, which they go to, like, great lengths to talk about in uh, the TNG one. And I think they even show that, right? They, they show a lot more um, yeah. than they need to. But... Even, like, the Frozen sets, I don't think look as good as I'm looking at, like, pictures on um, on Memory Alpha. I, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, it's just, it's not very good. But, which, yeah, which then makes me misremember this one. And this one is a very good episode. Yeah. Like yeah, it really is. The it acting is... is very good. The writing's pretty great. The direction is wonderful. Like, it's a good The camera episode. work. This is a, yeah, this is a The lighting, episode. the props, the, the yeah. costumes, the makeup. Like, everything is great. I it agree. is just crazy how rough season one of TNG was. Like, true story. That is um, a true story. And how many episodes yeah. were, like, really just remakes, remakes or, or rip-offs? A lot of them were. Of, uh... There were quite a few that they did a lot of remakes. Yeah, yeah. Which is, and once they stopped doing that, is when TNG got better. <laughs> yeah, about season well, three, but sense, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, there's some good season two. There's some good season one, frankly, but there this is, is, but this yeah, is not but one it's of them. fewer and farther between, though. Yeah, but it also does paint a picture that um, what we talk about all the time that at the end of this one in TOS, they just leave the planet and are like, <laughs> no. well, I guess we solved that or whatever. But um, it is disintegrating, <laughs> right? Yeah, but somehow that um, whatever this thing is still yeah, that virus space is still there. <laughs> um, 
I do think so. In the TNG, when they talk about being, they like they dig more into the quasi science of it as much as they can. Um, mm. And I think they, I think the problem is that it's mutated or something, or I don't know. Yeah, oh. it, it doesn't matter. I guess we're not going to dig into the <laughs> blah blah science. Or you could blah, go blah. <laughs> a plug again. I have, I haven't listened to it in years, but because we recorded it years ago, but we, I do have a podcast about that episode uh, somewhere. Uh, Hi-Fi Sci-Fi. I wonder what we thought about that one. Um, we probably thought it was really bad. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you guys podcasted for a long time, so that would have been a while That was one ago. of the very, I mean, that was yeah. one of the very first ones. It would only like third yeah. episode, so boy, yeah. um, we should all go back and listen to that one. Um, <laughs> Here's Paul Schilling for his other podcast yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a natural one because obviously it's the same episode, but... <laughs> That's true. You can link to it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy enough to find. Are we going to talk about our most favorite villain? <laughs> the weird virus, bacteria, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So is it? It's the it's the virus, right? I don't think it. I mean, we could call yeah. it a virus, I guess. The yeah, whatever it is. Infection. Yeah, the infection. There you Something. go. Something. I don't the know. The naked infection. Sure. Since it's in the title of both. Uh... Only Sulu gets partially naked. So really, I feel like it's a misnomer. I mean, Kirk's shirt <laughs> is ripped, but you're right. Yeah, yeah but Bones it does... rips it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, oh, there's I a mean, reason. <laughs> the title has to be leaning a lot more into the time travel, right? Like, that's the... Yeah, that I they're... think so. Oh, uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. That they at the end like break time apart or something, but so is the virus at the human level? Yeah, I mean, I think like so. the Miri virus, right? It's well, no, it the Miri virus down. was. I think but it's I think more it's... powerful than the Miri virus. Yeah, but not by much. I feel like well, is it but... more? Yeah. Look, a lot of these. Well, I don't know. I like I look at Gideon, right? So, um. Like, this is what Gideon was looking for. Uh... A, a disease to wipe out part of the population, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And okay, it's yeah. like some of these, like, you know, some of these areas, um, like some of these are on planets that are primitive planets, like Mob from Friday's Child. Um, or realistically, I mean, Severn also had a virus, but... Um, yeah, that's true, too. Hmm. <clears throat> Although, yeah, I don't know. It could kind of go anywhere in this group, but I kind of it, think It was that... so easy to defeat. Yeah, like, it's just one hypo spray, and they're they're done. Like, it's it's kind of... Yeah, I, I would put it pretty low, just because it is so easily cured once they figure out what it is. Like, Well, and it didn't well, even take any time to figure out what it was. But Bones the was difference, just like, I got right, it. The difference between this and the Miri virus, right, was that they were not on the ship for the Miri virus. They got trapped right. on the planet, and they did it with, okay. like, 19, 1900s tech. They did <laughs> yeah, it with, like, a, a high school science class microscope and <laughs> some, like... From the 60s. Like, my things. first chemistry set. Um, <laughs> and so we had said that's why that one is at the bottom, okay, because it was, right, like, right. a you're child right. could have beaten that one. Well, not, not the children not on like the planet, apparently. Child, but, but, like... Um, <laughs> like, yeah... But so this one, presumably, like McCoy is doing a lot of the work, but he also has all the power of the Enterprise working behind right. him. Um, and a lab, right? A fully functional lab that 
you know, he, he's calling down to and is like, hey, the serum worked or something. Um, and lab technicians, although they do eventually get the virus. Yeah. So I do think that puts it higher than the Miri virus. Um, and it is a, a point that, like, could, like, Ben Finney from Court Martial have beaten this thing? So. Like, I don't think so. Um, because not. he's not a doctor. Yeah. Um, could, uh, and neither could Lenora. Yeah, like, a lot of these people are not doctors. And the first you start Dr. to get Adams. into are, like, you know, the Oracle, Gary Seven certainly, mm -hmm. right? Um, because he has future tech. He has, like, future, future tech. Um, but I think it's somewhere in that zone of, like, above Gideon, but below Gary Seven. That's fair. I'm good with that. But that's got, what, seven people in it, so. Well, but, you know. Maybe above Mob. Can... Maybe that's the one, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's but true. Couldn't Dr. Adams have defeated it? I don't know. Maybe. He's no, I would still pretty put dumb, it... though. Yeah. I, would put it... <laughs> I think the question is, could Severin? I don't think so. I think he, he like... I don't think he could have either. Well, no, I don't. Well, wait, he, does he have an advanced degree? He does, right? Yeah, but he's also very... Um, I don't know. He has a virus that he's not actively trying to fix. It was, I forget if it was a virus. Well, but... the desire to, to, is one thing, but like the capability. Because he, I want to say he had like some PhD or... It's like he was true. like a like a biology researcher or something. That's true. But I would probably put yeah. I I still think I would put this above Severin below the Oracle. Okay, I and I think I would my... say below Severin one spot. So it's Chelsea's call. I would say above Severin because I think Severin okay. could okay. defeat. Well, Wait. that would be, then that would be below. Yeah. Oh, oops. Never mind. Below. <laughs> That's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah, I think we're in the same ballpark here. Yeah. What are we calling this? The the naked naked infection. infection. <laughs> I like the naked infection. <laughs> Parentheses swashbuckler. Swashbuckler syndrome. <laughs> Fair enough. It All seems right. appropriate. appropriate. Fantastic. So now we're ready for bingo. Guys, bingo. there were a lot of cliches. Like bingo way, time. way more than I thought there would have been for an episode this early. Alright. Do you guys yeah. want to do clarifiers first? I boy, so, I think we should guess first. Yes. Chelsea, do you think we have it? I we actually might, because I counted at least like eight or nine. Yeah, I think I'm sort of in the same boat that kind of with the same thing of of what we've said that the the Sulu swashbuckling is so iconic that i think this episode is iconic in the building of a lot of the tropes that we think of as tropes Absolutely. so i think i'm right there with you chelsea that we might have it here okay i have several clarifiers all right we can all agree a red shirt dies right like he, his shirt is blue but he's a red shirt right yeah yeah we we clarified that a long time yeah ago. we did clarify yeah. that. i think i still um, disagree a little but you're but <laughs> um and time travel even though it's not really used it's there it, they are it's they absolutely go back in time, time yeah. yeah they go back in time three days so um can we count kirk's breakdown as a kirk speech i thought as he was doing it that yes like I have it written, I have that written down in my list of cliches as a Kirk speech because he's like, you like, we have to have you to like save the ship and blah, 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 and save everyone. Because yeah. to me, like a Kirk speech is like trying to convince people of like to get to his side. 
Well, you're talking about though after he has been thrown over the table and he's like talking to himself essentially. A little bit, yeah. That's kind of what I was oh. looking at, but it doesn't have to be that. If you thought the other one was, that's I thought it. when um, he was trying to convince Spock that that was a Kirk speech. Oh, well, which think, he may be infected for. We weren't sure. Yeah, I think I would say it's more of the one after the table, but, um, but I think we're both saying that one happens. That there is one, so okay, that's fine. Joe's, Joe's speech is almost a Kirk speech, It right? really <laughs> is. I, if it had <laughs> yeah, been Kirk, true. I would totally yeah. be like, yep, Kirk speech, but yeah. And then, so Scotty's whole thing about the engines being off and all that, do we count that as a, like, an, these, the engines kind of take much more of this? Because it's, you know, mm. the laws of well, physics, blah, 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 blah. Like, do does that count as kind of Scotty's? I kind of thought it did because, like, that laws of physics thing, like, this is the origin of that. <laughs> I cannot change the laws of <laughs> physics. <laughs> yeah, and he is, I mean, now that we've clarified that one, too, I think that it's not that line, it's Scotty no, standing there saying, like... No, it's not that line specifically, like, it's, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he also say, or is that... Somebody says something is impossible or yeah, it's he not does, possible. Yeah. And then somebody says, well, then you better do the impossible or something. That's correct. If that's Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> is he talking to Scotty at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's yeah, like, I, I, like think... I, need, I need 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that is... change the laws of physics. Yeah, he's sitting there saying, I can't do this thing. The ship will not let me do this thing. And then somebody say, no, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've decided that that is the spirit of... Okay. Of right. course, Scotty. That's uh, fine. Scotty. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um, okay, so we were one away. We needed Chekhov. Oh, we needed Chekhov. Chekhov. Oh, Chekhov. Damn it. <laughs> if Chekhov had been there, we I think we would have had it, but we were one away. Um, because this does have quite a few, and there were really several does. that we didn't have a square for on this sheet. So, like, uh, there's Captain's Log, Nurse Chapel, The Bridge Shakes, and Sulu Sets the Course. Those weren't on the sheet. So, they, we had four that we, that we you know, could have. But other than that, like, we have the engines. We have shirtless, or Rip Shirt Kirk. We have Red Shirt Dying, Time Travel, Kirk Speech, Recurring Actor, Spock Shows Emotion, Phasers Are Unstunned, There's a Vulcan Neck Pinch. Like, there is a ton of stuff yeah. right in the episode. And we were and just, Rand. We're so close. I, we're so close. It's it's just it's so sad. Hey, I, I will say that Chapel almost said, she says he's dead, Doctor. Yes, he does. Yeah. I have that I have that noted as well. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so close Which I chuckled so at. I did as well, and I was like, oh man, come on. <laughs> he's dead. But oh well. Doctor. Maybe next time, guys. Maybe next time. Oh, is that the real life hat? Yes, my hat Diploc. Here <laughs> to tell us what we're watching next. Oh, I heard something gonna... good. <laughs> I do too, because this was a good episode. It was nice to. It was, it was really nice fun. to watch. Yeah, it. this was a good break from the last like five. Uh oh, <laughs> Abby's. Really oh, happy. Abby's expression. Oh my Hold God. on, we have to guess. We have to guess. Is it uh, Chelsea? <laughs> we each get one guess. Um, I'm gonna guess uh, City on the Edge of Forever. Then I'm gonna guess Tribbles. Chelsea has it sitting on the edge of the <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> One of objectively the best episode of TOS of all time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, listener, in case oh, you forget, when a temporarily insane Dr. McCoy accidentally changes history and destroys his time, Kirk and Spock follow him to prevent disaster, but the price to do so is high. Boy, all the time travels. We're just oh, knocking so out all the time travel. travel. Oh, I'm so excited. This is, this is my favorite episode. I am so excited. This is yeah, this is one of those favorite. that is just like 
such a good episode that you almost have to take it off the table when people ask you what's your favorite episode. It's true because it's just like, well, it's, it's like the inner light, right? It's like yeah, the inner it, light. It's where... the inner light of TOS. Yeah. yeah um, it's, the, it's the greatest episode. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited, you guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and episode. I have a board for this one, of course, because hey. I assigned it to my students because it was so good. The best. All right. Fantastic. I'm excited. This is going to be great. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on your social media of choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. You can email us, info at 3dboomup.com. Um, and we will see you next time for the greatest episode of TOS, The City on the Edge of Forever.